This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Lim Su and together with T. Xiaoik in the studio today. Now, it's been more than a year since the government has suspended the entry of new foreign workers, and this includes domestic helpers um, into Malaysia due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, with no indication as to when this policy will change, thousands of families have been affected as many of them are left without an extra pair of hands to care for young children or the elderly at home. So we'll be speaking to um, Puan Zarina Ismail, President of POSMA, which is the National Association of Human Resources Malaysia, to understand what her organisation is doing to change the government's mind. Yes, so we want to find out what's the situation that you are facing. Do you have a domestic helper or a mate to help care for your children or your parents at home? Um, We have a poll with that question on Twitter with a few options. Yes, they help a lot, need but can't afford or no, don't need the help. So you can take that poll at BFM Radio also tweet us um, any uh, thoughts you'd like to share about this particular issue or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. That's right. So just as I mentioned, you know, Putrajaya has suspended the intake of um, foreign workers with the closure of our borders to international travellers since March last year and also to, pretend, uh, to prevent a potential spike in new COVID-19 cases from imported cases. So this essentially uh, encompasses, uh, this freeze essentially encompasses domestic helpers, uh, those of whom many would refer to as maids. And unfortunately, the government hasn't given any updates as to whether this is something that will change anytime soon. Yep. And uh, new policies that were introduced last year haven't helped the situation. Mm. In September, for instance, if you remember, the government imposed entry bans for anyone from countries that have recorded more than 150,000 COVID-19 cases in total. This includes Indonesia and the Philippines and these other two countries, of course, that do uh, contribute a great deal to the foreign domestic labour force here in Malaysia. Initially, the ban wasn't specified to last into 2021, but that has virtually been the case since um, we are looking at April 2021 mm. right now, um, or, or close to it. Now, just for context, the domestic labour market in Malaysia is huge. From January to May 2020, the Immigration Department received uh, more than 340,000 online applications for the, uh, foreign domestic helpers. It's unclear how many of these were requests by families um, to hire a helper, but I think it's safe to say that this figure includes both applications made by agencies seeking to employ foreign helpers, as well as households directly seeking to hire them. Mm. I think what is clear, um, though, is that many families rely on foreign domestic helpers to um, care for their households, you know, and there's an emphasis on foreign helpers rather than those from Malaysia, and I think obviously this is because of the cost um, foreign domestic workers are cheaper to hire. But because of this freeze, um, many families have been left without an extra pair of hands in their homes. So an elderly, uh, uh, for an example, you know, is an elderly man by the name of So Chubun. He wrote an article in The Star last year. So he said that he and his wife are in uh, in their 70s, they live alone and they depend on their live-in helper to tend to house uh, household chores and to care for them. Now, unfortunately, their helper had to go back home abroad last year to take care of her own children and they couldn't find someone to replace 
places. So he wrote this to the government and I quote, We appeal to the government to review the ban on the intake of new foreign maids. Your kind consideration will lessen the hardship of many families and demonstrate you are a caring government for the rakyat. Mm, and um, I think that probably reflects the situation that many families and households are going through. And, you know, referring to Mr. Saw's experience, um, it affects many households because it's not just families seeking to hire new helpers. Mm-hmm. It's also those who are looking for a replacement, such as the case with Mr. Saw and his wife, because um, we know that the helpers are usually not able to stay on after their contracts are in uh, within their agency or in this particular country ends. And uh, it extends to many families with young children, where both spouses most likely go to work. Um, and these days, you know, we stay, uh, we don't have large extended families That's around right. us. We may not be, uh, we may not have that, um, those relatives uh, back in the day, I think you'd have so many relatives who would be willing to uh, uh, or able to lend a helping hand. Um, but that's usually not the case in modern families. And that really hit families hard last year when schools were closed. But many parents still had to work. Yeah, so in light of this temporary ban on the entry of new domestic workers, uh, many NGOs and organisations have asked the government to consider lifting it, especially as COVID-19 vaccinations have begun to help control the number of new daily cases. So there are also suggestions from agencies registered with the Manpower Department of the Human Resources Ministry for the government to consider capping the number of new domestic helpers each agency can take per month. So um, one example, you know, capping it at 15 and then gradually increasing that limit as the pandemic improves. Mm. So other organisations are also speaking with the government to get a better understanding of this temporary ban. And uh, that includes PUSMA, the National Association of Human Resources Malaysia. So we thought we'd check in with PUSMA's president, Ponzarina Ismail, who's joining us now via Zoom. Um, hi, Ponzarina. Thank you for speaking to us today. So to start with, what's the current situation like since the first MCO a year ago, is the government planning to allow new domestic helpers to enter Malaysia again anytime soon? Uh, the only words to describe the current situation for foreign domestic helper since the first MCO will be desperate. As you may know, since um, 18 March 2020, which is already more than one year that all the processing for foreign housemates had been suspended and also the entry of foreign housemates being held. So you can try to imagine that the shortage of the housemates in Malaysia, it is a critical level and causing many families to suffer due to that, especially um, family that needs an extra pair of hand to help in terms of children's care and also elderly or sick patient care. This is also leading the situation where those desperate employer have no choice but go for illegal domestic helper through illegal agents and end up getting cheated or causing many unnecessary social problems. In addition, all the FPS in Malaysia are fully affected by this and the agency pekerjaan industry is 
at the brink of collapse. Unfortunately, so far, um, neither there is any sign of the government to do that, nor any clear announcement being made by the government on the subject. The only things the government allows so far is for those domestic helpers who went back for vacation to return to their employers. This actually gives very insignificant help for the current situation as the actual needs and demand is much more than that. And perhaps, um, can you take us through what it takes for a domestic helper to enter the country? You know, what does the process typically look like? Uh, during during the pandemic, the process of a foreign domestic helper to enter Malaysia will take at least two to three months. It is, in fact, a very strict and tedious process. Firstly, APS will help the employer to obtain the approval from the immigration after the candidates are ready with all requirements, including passport, online medical, and many other things. APS means recruitment agency in Malaysia. Recruitment agency. And day after, APS will then process the work, the work contract, I mean work permit, in the embassy of the origin country. Then the foreign agency will process all the necessary requirements by the government of the source country before the helper can enter Malaysia. Uh, before pandemic, if from uh, if uh, Philippines together all with the service and um, for Myanmar, all everything is about twelve thousand to thirteen thousand. Hmm. So now, according to a report in China Press, no less than 10,000 families were waiting for the arrival of new domestic helpers in November last year. So uh, would you say this figure is accurate? And what's the situation like now in March? Actually, I think the numbers given rather conservative. I believe the actual number could be much higher than that based on the recent statistic published by Realbo Source, there were more than 10,000 foreign housemen enter Malaysia in 2019 and almost 3,000 enter Malaysia in beginning of 2020, which uh, January to, eight, uh, to March. And there were also almost 3,000 housemates were expected to enter Malaysia just before pandemics, like just now I said, um, January to March. Furthermore, many existing domestic helpers had finished their contract within the past one year and went home. And also, many will be finishing their contract soon. So if you just do a simple calculation, the pandemic now is more than one year. So the actual number should be higher than that. And this truly reflects the seriousness of the current situation. So as you, as you can imagine, the shortage of foreign domestic helper is, is becoming very critical now. As I mentioned just now, the need for foreign domestic helper are really desperate by all our Rakyat Malaysia. 
All right. So on that note, we need to hit for a quick break. We're speaking about pleas to allow foreign domestic workers into Malaysia after the government suspended the entry of new employees in light of COVID-19. So we're speaking with Puan Zarina Ismail, president of PUSMA, which is the National Association of Human Resources Malaysia. And we'll be continuing our conversation with her when we come back. Stay tuned to the Daily, Dig- stay tuned to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture. I'm Lim Su and with T. Chow Ik in the studio today. So we're discussing pleas by NGOs and Malaysian families for the government to allow foreign domestic helpers back in Malaysia. So this is as Putrajaya continues to suspend entry of these workers into the country in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's the main reason um, that they've given for this free so far. Yes, that's right. And before the break, we started our conversation with Puan Zarina Ismail, President of PUSMA, the National Association of Human Resources Malaysia. Asia. And Ponzarina was telling us how thousands of Malaysian families have been affected. You know, desperate is the word she's used as many continue to wait for the opportunity to hire help at home, whether it's a new helper or a replacement for one whose contract has ended. And these families really just need an extra pair of hands to help care for their children, their elderly relatives and so on. Yep. And we're continuing our, we are continuing our discussion with Ponzarina um, right now. Thank you so much for staying with us on the line. So Ponzarina, can you help to clarify how the government has defined domestic helpers, at least for this current entry restriction for new foreign helpers? Um, by general definition, in Malaysia, as per my understanding, eh, domestic helpers are someone are hired to handle household costs ranging from cleaning, washing, cooking, taking care of children and even taking care of elderly or sick patients. I'm not sure if the government had set any clear definition for that. I don't think so. It very much depends on the needs and requirement of the employer and also mutual agreement between the helper and the employer. Now, what about helpers who are already in Malaysia and whose permits are about to expire? Can they renew their permits and stay on in the country? Okay, any domestic helper who are working in Malaysia, that means those who are already in Malaysia, I mean, before the, since the pandemic, are not affected at all. A renewing working permit and work, work contract had actually resumed since many months back and it is no problem at all for the moment. Uh, for the renewal, their permit and stay in the country, yes, any existing domestic helper they can renew their permits and continue work in Malaysia, provide they are willing to do so, and their employer want them to continue. In fact, its majority will decide to go back to their country after finish their contract to see their family. I think as at the situation of pandemic now, it's very hard because you know uh, the employer have to pay the quarantine costs. It will be high cost for them. So it's better for them uh, since they are already in Malaysia for long. So this is the right time for them to go back and see the family. So has your organisation, POSMA, been communicating with the government since last year? You know, what have those conversations looked like? Uh, looked like you mentioned earlier that the government's response to uh, on this temporary ban has been very slow. Um, so far, we already... Uh, okay, we, le- we sent a letter to um, Ministry of Human Resources to KDN 
uh, immigration and also NADMA, uh, KKM also, and Datuk Ismail Sabri, Menteri Pertahanan. Of course, um, many letters and proposals had been sent to the various relevant departments of the government since last year. Um, we are asking about um, when we can, I mean, when they can start to open the border. And so, uh, so far, I spoke one of the officers in the KKM and they said, uh, maybe until we get the vaccine. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, um, yeah, we understand, we are, we are more concerned or, uh, about the health. But at the same time, we also must concern about the economic and productivity of our country. As you should know as well, my, uh, many articles also published since last year highlighting to the government the situation and also the plight of the people in the matter. To be, be honest, so far, I said before, um, unfortunately, it seemed we didn't get any attention from the government at all. And I would like to say that there wasn't and isn't any progress until today. So uh, I think until today, no news and nothing. That's what I can say. All right. And what reasons has the government given you for the restrictions on the entrance or the entry of domestic helpers? The only reason is COVID-19 and for the safety of the people. Nothing specific, actually. All right. Um, do you know if neighbouring countries like Singapore are allowing domestic helpers into their borders? Okay. Um, yes, we do a survey also. Um, like Singapore, they had already resumed the processing of foreign domestic helper since a quarter four of last year. And their border already opened for new domestic helper since end of last year. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Actually, many countries like um, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and even Middle East countries like Arab, uh, Arab Saudi and Qatar already resumed processing for domestic helper since end of last year. And their border also opened for new domestic helper since um, beginning of this year. I think uh, uh, the, the SOP is uh, for the, all the countries same. They must have a quarantine. They must have, uh, uh, you know, the swab test. All I think uh, the most of the country is same. They will put the in the the quarantine place first before they send to the employer. All right. Now you're going to be meeting the Human Resources Ministry, and what recommendations will you be making to them, and what do you hope the government will consider implementing? Um, I just have a simple request to our government: please resume the processing for domestic helper and formulate a good strategy to allow the entry of new domestic helper, if possible, as soon as possible. As for the SOP for the new domestic helper to enter Malaysia, the government can just apply the same SOP implemented for other foreign, such as expatriate businessmen as well as a foreign student. And we strongly believe that the same SOP can be applied for foreign domestic helper. This can definitely secure the safety and health of 
all Malaysian. At the same time, it will lighten the burden of many Malaysian household and family and solve the shortage problem of domestic helper. Uh, I mean, our hope to the government, I really hope that the government will listen to the rakyat and also try to understand and accept that the needs for foreign domestic helper is really becoming an essential for the people. It will recommend that the government resume the processing for foreign housemates at the earliest possible, if not immediately, and at the same time, announce a specific time frame. For example, from the month uh, of May to allow the entry of foreign domestic helper to our country for sake of all Malaysian employer. Because now, uh, if we look at this condition, uh, most of Malaysian employers are suffering and they are taking the housemate from illegal agent and they got cheated by the illegal agent. So, you know, this couldn't happen. But it's really happened because of this uh, problem is not solved. There must be a mechanism and solution for it. It cannot be like this one, uh, pending and hold like that. Right. And you did bring up the issue of illegal agents earlier at the beginning of our conversation as well. So let's expand on that a little bit. What are the risks associated with hiring workers from illegal agents? Okay. If you go through the Facebook, um, Made in Malaysia, in the Facebook, so many um, Malaysian employers asking for housemate. But most of them got cheated by the illegal agent. And the problem is, if if the employer got cheated, you know, they also suffer because of money and then they need uh, someone, you know, because they're desperate, they have no choice, they, they have to take from, the, from anyone to offer them. But at the end, they got cheated. And another thing is, is uh, if you take from the illegal agent, uh, the responsibility of the illegal agent. We don't know how they can uh, responsibility on, on the problem uh, coming after that. Like, you know, if you take from recruitment, uh, legal recruitment agency, if any problem, you can go direct to the office, you can go direct to labor department or anything that you can make a report and we can solve the problem. But if you deal with illegal agent, after that, they can block you and they can run away simply like that. They can change their phone number or anything. So what's being done about these illegal agents? You know, have organisations like yours filed um, police reports and helped uh, to look into these cases? Yeah, we had. You know, when uh, sometimes when, uh, okay, uh, we have an example. One uh, Malaysian employer, they come to our office, they need a housemate and they share with us that they got cheated by this agent and they already took the money, but they did not send the housemate or anything. So we advise them to lodge a report to police. And then uh, normally, police will take action against that. They start doing uh, their work. Police uh, like NGO and also Kedutaan, Labor Department, Immigration, all. 
And uh, Ponzarina, another issue we want to quickly touch on is how the abuse of domestic helpers continues to be an issue in some households. It's very unfortunate and tragic whenever something like this is reported. So what's currently being done to address this? Okay, domestic helper abuse cases are not something new. And it has happened to many countries. Everywhere also happened. I'm sure our government and some NGO organization have taken uh, many good approach to tackle such a problem. Even uh, even if the employer, they take the meat from us also, we also were concerned about that. And we also um, always, you know, discuss with the embassy, with, uh, with the um, labor, de- uh, labor department, with the immigration or and if the worst come, you know, some of that uh, under a tip. So uh, we will discuss and we, we I mean, um, most time they will help us to solve the problem. Now, Malaysian NGOs are also pushing to stop defining domestic helpers as uh, quote-unquote domestic servants in the Employment Act of 1955, which excludes them from protections related to working hours, rest days and so on. Do you think measures like these will help? You know, And what else is needed perhaps to protect the rights of domestic workers? Yes, I think uh, such a measure are very helpful. I think whatever approach to improve the current act should be welcome. In order to protect all foreign workers, including uh, domestic helper, as we are free, open and demo- uh, democratic country. I think one of the most important things for the government to take action to protect the right of domestic helper is to ensure the employer and domestic helpers are not exploited by those illegal agents or agency. And this is where all the registered and legal agency play a very important role. Um, I have another thing. I just hope that our government to open and uh, let the employer in Malaysia uh, can, I mean, can start work in peace. So because they, they need a helper in the house because of COVID, now the problem cannot solve and you know the productivity of the our country and economy is not stable i hope that uh, government can bring i mean can allow the housemaid to come in can help our employer uh, our employer to start a work and have a peace of mind all right Ponzarina, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That was Ponzarina Ismail, president of PUSMA, which is the National Association of Human Resources Malaysia. And so in our conversation with her, we spoke about requests for the government to allow foreign domestic workers into Malaysia and also what organisations like PUSMA are doing to try and push these requests to be implemented. Mm. And it looks like PUSMA has been doing its fair share of outreach program, uh, outreach um, on this issue. They've reached out to the Human Resources Ministry the senior defence minister, the Labour Department and so on. And I think um, Ponzarina used the term uh, desperate and I think mm. that's quite accurate to describe the situation that some families are facing right now. As um, as she said, you know, there are cases where people resort to illegal agencies to hire domestic helpers. Mm, yeah, I mean, the main concern when you um, go to illegal agents is the lack of transparency and accountability. Mm. And so, you know, uh, it goes back to the, the main uh, question that we started with today, how the 
government's temporary ban on the entrance of uh, new foreign domestic helpers affects many Malaysians. Um, and, you know, we've talked about how it's, it includes those who are hiring new helpers for the first time and also those who need to replace helpers whose uh, contracts have ended. So the impact really is quite extensive. And, you know, if you just think about the conversations that we've had about uh, children who've had to um, uh, do homeschooling, That's right. um, parents who are uh, probably uh, both working, even if you are working on from home, that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> um, in, in many ways, um, the burden is greater. Uh, and yeah, so families have really been struggling. So um, we also have uh, gotten quite some uh, uh, votes uh, from you on our poll on Twitter, where we asked you, do you have a domestic helper or maid to help care for your children or for your elderly parents? Um, we know that Domestic helpers um, often uh, 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 carry out uh, such uh, uh, tasks in households. So we have about 41.5% of you who have voted need but can't afford. 35.4% uh, said no, you don't need the help. 23% say yes, you do have uh, a helper and uh, they, they are a great help for you at home. We've also got one comment from ThinkBot, which I think is really interesting. Maybe a revolution thought, says ThinkBot, change the system to reduce dependency on foreign employees and instead provide more daycares, um, old folk homes uh, at more affordable rates with government subsidies. Um, and uh, ThinkBot says this would perhaps be a better solution than bringing in more foreign workers. It's a, it's a good point, I think, because there have been conversations about how our care sector is uh, underdeveloped. That's right. Um, largely informal. So that's why you have this reliance on... Um, pretty cheap uh, foreign domestic labour and in the there has been no impetus I think to um, regularise to uh, regulate and to just improve the care sector which would include um, childcare That's it includes um Elderly care mm. as well, uh, and, and other various uh, responsibilities within this sector and I think we have been relying on cheap foreign labour for so long that um, we haven't seen the need uh, to focus on improving the care sector. And Well, I just think that ThinkBot has made a really important point and this is not something that we should uh, just look at because I think bringing in foreign uh, domestic helpers, yes, important at this point, mm -hmm. but in the long term, what should we be looking at to, to improve? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think what this situation has really shown us is how much, you know, how many, how many families out there actually depend on, you know, foreign domestic helpers in their home to do um, various household chores, to mm. help to take care of children or elderly parents. Basically to keep your household running, right? Exactly, mm. yes. And, and I think it really goes to show how much um, people do depend on them and that, that should be the impetus for us to implement a more sustainable solution for the long run, like you say. You know, it shouldn't mm. be this freeze sh we shouldn't be asking for the first to freeze to be lifted and then that's the solution that's it you know mm. even though yes it's important for it to be lifted but alongside that we need people to come up with we need the government to come up with solutions for better protection of domestic workers mm. but also Absolutely. 
better um, better policies and measures in place for people to, I guess, find that work-life balance, right? Mm. To be able to juggle all the different responsibilities that they have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today's show. But you can continue to keep sharing your thoughts with us. Um, you can uh, tweet us at BFM Radio or you can also look us up on Facebook at BFM The Bigger Picture and drop us a message there. Now, if you've missed any part of today's show, you can download the podcast at bfm.my slash daily digest on the BFM app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Coming up at 3pm on Live and Learn, Dashan Johan will be speaking with clinical psychologist Dr. Chua Suk Ning and they'll be looking at a study titled the economic costs of youth suicide in Malaysia and ways that the, gov- um, the government can implement um, and, and how the government can implement effective suicide prevention strategies, especially among young Malaysians. So stay tuned for that after the news bulletin at 3. You've been tuned to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.